What is somatic myth-making and why is this so important to healing the creative process, cultural creative processes? Well, I have an idea about this that I feel like I want to share with you that feels emergent, that feels exciting, and also really ancient at the same time. One of the things that I believe that undergirds all of all of my work across all of the dimensions, all of the bodies of work that I have produced or created or half created or whatever, is that the power of story goes way beyond the intrigue of the tale. It goes way beyond just entertainment. It goes way beyond just having a good time, hearing someone share and riff about the one time that they did the thing and where they went when they went to da-da-da-da. It's, it's so much more than film and television and song and, and all of these avenues through which we put the DNA of our culture. I believe that stories are what code culture for that very reason. We have all of these avenues, all of these mediums out there in the world where we are sharing stories. We, we are proclaiming truths upon truths. We are declaring crises upon crises. Stories shape the way we breathe, think, feel, love, relate, make art, make, make meaning out of all of life. And when I think about my own relationship with transformation, it never happened because I just willed it into being. It was always after telling myself the story that there is something possible that I have never tasted before and I'm willing to risk as much as I can to move toward that. So I'm so thankful for the power of story. I'm so thankful that when stories are deeply embedded within our bodies on a somatic level, they become the myths and the constructs that shape our politics, our education, the structure of our systems, and in turn, the realities that we live in. And so with this work and with even just this audio that I'm sharing with you, I feel so less interested in tickling your intellect with new terms and philosophies and taking you through nice-to-do writing exercises, as you've probably heard me share on Instagram. I'm more interested in the soft permeation and subtle realization of what it means to hold and live from a story in your body that can shape not only your life, but your family's lives, your people's lives, and thus the culture. I want to explore with you what it means to release old stories back into the regenerative cycles, stories that no longer serve us, that no longer are, are nourishing us, releasing those stories back into the regenerative cycles of life and death to take on new shapes and new forms. I'm interested in engaging you at the level of mythological emergence. What do I mean by that? Mythological emergence is the expression that we are allowing new story shapes to emerge from our collective consciousness. Myths are not just, you know, 
stories that the Greeks told each other and, you know, our ancient ancestors told each other about the gods and the goddesses. Myth is the construct of how we make meaning of all of reality. And so mythological emergence invites us to invite a new construct into culture, thus birthing regeneration, thus bringing regeneration onto the planet. So somatic myth-making is the recognition that our futures won't be created through fictioning our way through time and space or inadvertently repeating mythic patterns from the past. Our futures won't be created through pretending to be who we are not or clothing ourselves in our grandparents' mythos, you know, the good old values of women staying at home with the kids and men going out to bring in the cash and white supremacy. We must become like designers, authors, artists and engineers of our lives and cultures. We must be willing to craft new potentials from our emergence, weaving together the shards of new information that are dawning on the collective consciousness at this time, using the remnants of our ancestral lessons of home and belonging as fodder for what we're building in the new world. We need to find that willingness to weave our complexities and that willingness will only be found in the body, in not only the individual body, but the collective body. We need to find the willingness to not just only weave from our complexities, but also to make tapestries out of our stories, to allow what we are seeing in the field of new potentials and new stories to be unrecognizable. Right? And this is really important. You would think I would say we need a simple new story for the new world so that everybody can hop. No, we don't need that. We need to honor the complexity of who we all are. We, there are almost 9 billion people on this planet. The new myth that we're cultivating will be very unsimple. It will be new. It will be stretchy, but it will be inviting. And I hope that it will be humane and imaginative. The answer is not in simplicity for somatic myth-making, but it's in expanding our somatic capacity to receive new stories and weave them into the tapestries of our lives. So where did this term come from? Well, sometimes a term just comes to you, right? And this is one of those terms that just came to me like kind of in the middle of the night where I was just like trying to figure out what to, like, you know, you just, you just sort of, you, you chew chew on words for a while if you're a writer in, in the room you're just chewing on words for a while do you find the words that want to stick together and somatic and myth making really felt like a, a breath of fresh air and a description of everything that I've been creating for years and it just ties everything together that I've been trying to say for years right sometimes you know when a term just comes to you it comes from other places it comes from other realms or from deep inside of the body and it synthesizes so much of what you read so somatic myth making as a term was pulled I believe from our shared river of prayers and current I believe we all have that capacity to pull ideas from our shared river of prayers said in many different ways by many different people we we are all imagining, we are all dreaming the world anew, right? And so somatic myth-making was a term that really wanted to, I feel like, exist in a new shape and a new form, right? So when I think about somatic myth-making, I also sort of correlate it with this modality called personal mythology. 
And I first heard the term personal mythology uh, as a term from an old friend back in 2018. His name was Seen Lin. He invited me to South Africa to help photograph and document festival culture and global black joy and liberation. And I fell in love. Before that, I had also heard of personal myth work from a boss. Her name is Linda Paris Bailey. And she is this amazing black and native play- playwright. And it was the first time I'd ever uh worked with someone who saw also saw so deeply the power and the healing of stories for the culture and so she's written many beautiful plays that heal the histories of black people that's like that's kind of like the most cohesive way i could say that because it's so deep and so back in that day like I, you know, not only was she my boss, I mean, I was doing marketing for her nonprofit that I was working at, but I also learned about a lot about the medicine of story within circle and grassroots movement and folk story pedagogy and how stories aid in the work of placemaking and ecological belonging. And so from that legacy, from her legacy, I started teaching workshops with these threads woven into me on the practice of poetry and personal mythology through a poetry collective that I was a part of called The Fifth Woman. And I started teaching at festivals and sharing this work inside of universities and sharing inside of private art collectives and going on tour about it and really sharing because the power of story, the power of myth, the constructs that hold together the fabric of our society is so powerful that it's embedded in everything. And I believe that when we can challenge those myths, those constructs, we can change everything. We can change everything. I'm so thankful for how this work has woven and traveled in me. So much I've learned from so many of my teachers like Virginia Rosenberg, who is my astrology teacher. I've learned from Anna Kinkila, who I've learned a lot of integrative somatic parts work from. She was a trauma therapist for 15 years and now she spends her life supporting women and seeing their capacity to generate wealth for their, their futures. And I've loved expanding on and cutting my teeth teeth on this emergent methodology with my former collaborator and partner, Teo Montoya, who is also an incredible myth worker. And so what I want to say is like in this act of reclaiming story for healing, it's also important to understand that the ideas are never solely ours. Like I can't go in good conscience. I totally could go and like register the trademark for somatic myth making. I don't think it's anywhere out there on the internet. But the ideas are never solely ours. They travel, they weave, they cross-pollinate, and they are seeds from other flowers, other planes, other planets, other people. They are prayers. They are prayers coming out of the collective conscious, wanting to be made known, wanting to be shared. So what is somatic myth-making in essence? Well, myth, myths are the stories that construct our reality. They are the rules and the binds and the constructs and the patterns that help us to make sense of reality. And these stories are not always true and they're not always false, but they do structure our understanding of the way things are. So for example, if you grew up religious, you were probably told a lot of stories about how the earth came into being or you know, who men and women are to each other. And these stories have a lot of narrative arc and they have, they're almost like, um, I don't know if you 
ever watched PBS growing up if you're here in the States, but a lot of those story, a lot of those shows that came on the PBS were like, like mythological constructs that helped us to shape our young minds to prepare to be in society. So that is kind of what myths do. They're neither true or false, but they do help us to structure. So somatic myth-making is the work of rewriting the stories that govern our reality by listening to how and where they live in the body. And this can be done at the individual level and at the collective level. And this process goes beyond the intellectual act of deciding to change or doing personal development work or telling or reframing a story. And it invites us to listen to the liberated ways our bodies want to move and shift and breathe and connect and have their being. So there are eight different pillars that I've discovered so far about what somatic myth-making is and what it does. Number one, somatic myth-making is contextual, meaning that the way that we somatically myth-make is deeply, deeply uh, dependent upon our context, the literal land that we live on, the, the cultures and the cliques that we live inside of, the family relational bonds that we have grown up with. Somatic myth-making is relational, meaning that it is interwoven with all things else. Not only is it interwoven with all things else, but it requires us to be connected to others or to explore our disconnections from others. Somatic myth-making is creational which means that it is seeking to cultivate something new. It is seeking to breathe something new onto the earth. Somatic myth-making is intuitive, meaning that the information that comes through the work of somatic myth-making is interocepted. It is listened to from within, right? The information, the stories that long to be born come from the deep, deep world inside of ourselves. Somatic myth-making is regenerative, meaning that it is not a static linear story that only grows and grows and grows. It ebbs and it fades. It moves like the seasons. Somatic myths, because they are of living human, you know, imagination, they also take on the shape of the life-death-life cycles of human nature. So somatic myth implies that our myths, the stories that construct and shape reality, they ebb and they fade, they have their seasons, they live and they die, and they complete and they begin. Somatic myth-making is instinctual, meaning that it has an animalistic-like nature that is able to respond to culture. There is an emergent quality to that instinctual nature. Instinct is emergent. It is always attuned and listening to what wants to happen next. Somatic myth-making is holistic, meaning that it considers the whole culture, the whole human, the whole of who we are on the earth at this time. Somatic myth-making is communal, just like it is relational. But in this case, this means that it seeks to see the needs of all who are here, all aspects of who we are, all aspects of the earth, and it seeks to feed those needs with presence and community. 
So why somatic myth-making? Well, this is a question I actually want you to ask yourself. Why do we need somatic myths? Well, I feel like for me, my answer is that our culture is sick. Our cultures across the globe are sick and not just from disease or war or homophobia or cancer. We're sick from hyper-psychoanalysis. We're sick from war. We're sick from patriarchy. We're sick from control. We're sick from analyzing ourselves through the lens of, the, of a cultural mythos that has made normal expressions of grief and growing up and being feminine into prolonged pathologies. We have no respect for the earth. We're sick from being trapped in the kindergarten to corporate nationalist pipeline. And we're asked to consider in that paradigm, if we're not doing it well, what's wrong with us? We need a new myth. We need new stories to fill in the gaps here, right? And so there's, there's a lot here. You know, I really love James Hillman's work and he contributed on a collection of letters uh, that is now a book called We've Had a Hundred Years of Therapy and the World's Not Getting Better, the Psyche. You examine your feelings and your dreams. They belong to you. He says, we've had a hundred years of analysis and people are getting worse and more sensitive and the world is getting worse and worse, right? And he says that what's left out of these systems of analysis and what's left out of these systems of, of labor reinforcement is that we're living in a we're living in a deteriorating world. People are seeking all the time. I, talk, I read about this all the time on social media. People are always seeking to tweak themselves, to optimize themselves, to make themselves better, to heal themselves, to develop themselves. But we're doing so in a context where, you know, for for most people, like we're living in some pretty radical conditions, in contrast to how humanity has existed so far, and so. It's a de it, we're deteriorating as a world. And so, you know, there's, there's a lot here to look at. There's a really beautiful book called Hospicing Monday, and I'm going to link it inside of our notes for this module. But part of what I really love about that book is the author describes how it's time to not just word a world where we're scripting a world into being, but to world a world, to use the principles of story and language to to bring new constructs into being right so this is why i created writing new somatic myths it's not because i have the all the answers you know it's not because i have all the codes it's not because i'm an expert in worlding the world it's actually because i want to incubate cultivating this capacity for us all to imagine what new futures look like and to practically move toward those futures using the coaching tools that I have and the story tools that I've been developing over all of these years to support you in worlding the world into being. The case for somatic myth-making is, is really simple in a complex world, is that what we have right now, it's not working. It's not working for anybody. Even the people that we think it's working for, it's not. And so how do we, how do we carefully imagine new futures in the being? We first have to start by seeing and feeling, and then we have to get courageous enough to imagine what new myths, new constructs would look like for our world. When we shift our myths, we shift our cultures, we shift our cultures around the world. <laughs>